This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Tour back again with you guys for another episode of our preview series. I'll show in which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture and today we're looking ahead to what has become an increasingly important and yet nervous home game against Southampton. To do these shows, as always, I'm joined by some of our members from the Discord server. If you'd like to join up as a member and help support the channel and appear on the show then please do click the link in the description. But let me welcome my guest for today. First of all, it's Dan. It's been a while, but he's back. How are you doing, mate? I think the last time I saw you was actually at the, well, outside the Tollington pub, was it not? Probably was. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to see Arsenal play again. I've mm. kind of missed a lot of the Everton games, so I'm just raring to see the Southampton game and three points, I'm sure. Me too, mate. Me too. We're also joined by Lewis. How are you doing, fellow? Are you good? Are you well? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. You know, despite Arsenal conspiring to make me miserable, I'm not too bad. <laughs> yes, they always try and dictate our lives these days is how it feels. And uh, they're being quite successful, unfortunately, too. Uh, Ace Lucas in the chat. Sinners versus the Saints this weekend. Uh, Jack, good to have in the chat box, mate. Jared, good afternoon to you. Vinny as well. We've got Vicky. We've got Jack as well, of course, joining us too. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, I know there's a lot of football going on this evening at the same time. So thank you so much for tuning in and uh, make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. Dan, we start with you. Uh, Southampton at home. Win or bin? Is is that where we're at with this game? <laughs> no, I, I backed the manager. I backed the, the process. Uh, I think <laughs> a few games ago before the Liverpool game, we were quite happy and we, we were, what, one point or fourth or something like that. And then all of a sudden, a few bad games and now everyone's jumping ship and say, oh, Arteta out. He doesn't know what he's doing. I understand there's some on-field um, choices that he makes that I'm not sure about, but I still back him. It's the players, I think, that are really letting us down. I mean, 
I actually think he did well bringing on Eddie and Ketia and not Pepe because we we've seen Pepe on the pitch and he, mm. he doesn't do anything. Eddie and Ketia, you know what? He's actually come on, made a few chances. Okay, mm. he hit the post. He should have scored, but it's more than Pepe would do. So you can't blame Arteta maybe for that, but. Abamyang missing from a few yards out again in the United game. I think it's more the players as well. I'm interested to know, uh, Dan, you said there, um, like you're back in the coach, you, you feel like people maybe have jumped too soon. At what point do you, would you join them? Uh, at what point does it for you become too untenable? I think if this keeps, if we if we lose to Southampton, if we lose to West Ham, lose to, was it Leeds and Norwich? Yeah. I, yeah. I can't see that happening personally. I I, mm. I could kind of see us maybe losing United and Everton, but I can't see us losing to Southampton at home. And maybe that's my naivety or however you want to say it. But <laughs> uh, if we lose to Southampton, I'll, I won't go onto the fence just yet, but mm. I'll probably get there. But Lewis, I, I like to give Arteta till the end of the season anyway. Yeah, no, I know. I think a lot of people have, are very much of that mind to kind of see where we are and others aren't. I mean, you, you tuned in, I know, for our, my show with Harry on early on in the day uh, and the poll we put up during the show showed that the majority of, of even our own community now are, are kind of leaning towards a, a change. Lewis, is it a case for you of, of win or bin on, on Saturday? No, just because we're going into the busiest time of the year. Like mm. there were, we if we were gonna if we're gonna get rid of Arteta, we should have done what Norwich done and do it before the international break. But that was crazy because he was in the in the mix of a good vein of form. So we have to kind of see this season out. Um, but I'm absolutely with Dan. I think there's a lot of players that really need to do a bit of stepping up. Um, and when I look at some of the decisions that Arteta's made recently, big calls he's got wrong, I think a betting man said he kind of went for the safer given option, given the players that were available to him at the time to try and help him navigate through a difficult period as he tries to manage what is a, a young and, in, and inexperienced squad. Um, and it's the experienced players that have let him down. Um, and that fearlessness of youth has seemed to kind of been his success uh, limited as it is at the moment. And I think you should try and keep going with that kind of viewpoint for uh, for the next game. Jump into the chat box and see what some of the guys are saying in response. Good evening to all of you. Uh, Arthur says, thank you. I hate other fan bases crying out for Pepe to be included. Pepe is rubbish. I think that's harsh, Arthur. I agree. I agree. I think that's harsh. Um, but uh, I think it's, uh, I think he's a player that, we know is is struggling to to make an impact on the team at the moment. Can I ask a question? Of course, can you I can. Stand, uh, just because you mentioned how good Eddie was, and I totally I, agree I, with that. <laughs> Tom's gone. Oh, Lewis, take it away. <laughs> you 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 two carry on. Go on. So, uh, now I feel like an absolute mug. It's <laughs> fine. Keep Come going. Back. Keep going. Go on. I've got I've got this red as my shirt now. Um, now, all I was going to say is you, you, you mentioned about Nketiah and I think Pepe isn't rubbish, but what he does that's so frustrating in build-up, right, he always seems to have some good end result. Would you not think that he was potentially worth um, sticking on instead of Eddie? 
because what you do know, whilst he's frustrating, he, he, he can get a shot away that leads to a spill or, you know, get a goal or create an assist because that's all he's ever done, even if his build-up play is questionable. I thought Pepe was quite good at the end of the end of last season. He he was on a good run of form, but this season when he's played, he's not taken his chances. And he he scored that one goal. Who who was it against? Is it Norwich or I can't he, remember he hasn't who it was. This season. Or or was it the assist that he gave? He got an to, assist for Aubameyang. The fluky assist, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that for me, that that assist. That's what I was talking about. It kind of sums mm. him up. Um, I don't know who linked. Pepe with twenty five million pounds, but I don't think it's worth anywhere near there. Personally, I didn't say anything like that, Tom. I did nothing like that. To be fair, that's that's, that's <laughs> what I'm I didn't touch that. No, look, the thing about the idea of Pepe and, and where he kind of fits in with things is the fact that he just doesn't. He doesn't fit in with things right now. In fact, I mean, now that Chris Wheatley actually um, tweeted uh, and actually wrote a piece for Football.London uh, talking about the information that he understands is that Pepe is actually considering his, his future at the moment. And uh, I mean, it's unsurprising. He's not played since I think the 30th of October, uh, which is a considerable amount of time ago. And so that makes sense that he's looking at his options. In that article that Chris wrote, it was basically suggested that a loan would be kind of where we would look at to get in the time, but who is going to pay those wages that he's got? They will still pay his wages. Yeah, I imagine that if there is that case, you'd see a portion of Arsenal would would have to pay a portion of his wages. So, yeah, I think that probably is where it makes sense. I think it's it's clear that Pepe's not great on the right hand side because he just seems stranded out there and he's nowhere near like Saka level. Mm. Um I don't think he's too great on the left. I think we've got Smith Rowe who does a better job. I think Martinelli would probably do a better job. I'd maybe go last chance saloon, put him up front, see what happens. But he's not a striker <laughs> at the same time. But yeah. yeah. I don't know where but else every video play. I do, I get a comment where someone says, why not try a Pepe as a centre forward? And I, I end up pulling my hair out because like we we bought a seventy-two million pound winger, and now we're sitting trying to like force him into positions that he doesn't play and hasn't really played. The last time he played centre forward was not the last season at Lille because he played all of his games at right wing. The season before that, he played a few games at the start of the season and a couple towards the latter end. But he's not a centre forward, and we didn't buy him as a centre forward. And we have centre forwards, and I know they're not pulling their way. And that's kind of where I want to lead the conversation next because Dan. Abamyang was dropped by Arteta. It was a big call by him. Like, There's a lot of criticism towards Arteta, but I think a lot of people wanted him to drop Abamyang, and he did. Brought in Lacazette, and Lacazette had more touches at right back than he did in the box. So where do you kind of go with the striking situation? Benimal. <laughs> go you. <Benimal. laughs> I, I think our, our side is very young, uh, but it's not the youngsters, I think, that are letting us down. It's your Partey's, your Abamyang's maybe Lacazette, it's the older ones that are really letting us down. So if they're letting us down, play more youth. Put put Eddie up there, put Balogun, put Mika Birek, all I care about. <laughs> you're going to say, bring Nikolai Moller back off from line. Get him in. Get him started. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see what Reside you mean. Reside Benikafobe. Yeah, Benikafobe, bring him back from Mill. I mean, saying that, he's playing with Daniel Ballard. Maybe you can put in a good word. Um, but I think... With the striking situation, Lewis, Abamyang 
if he if he's put back in this game, the only reason I can see why he would throw Aubameyang back in is because he sees Southampton as an opportunity to kind of you know hit the form again, get a couple of a goal, just a goal. I was going to say a couple, but we're lucky to get one. So just to get him a goal and get that confidence, do you do you predict? I'm not necessarily what you'd want to see, but do you predict Aubameyang being put back in? I I think he will start. I think he's mm. going to start. I think it was a kind of. That where so I see some people speculate saying he was dropped because of him liking Ronaldo's uh Instagram post after the United game. Bad look for the captain, mm. shades of turning up late for Spurs. That's not what you do as our leader. I think he was a little bit, you know, stuck on Eddie rather than Oba. I think that's also a little bit of a message. I mean, I get him. Do you think the the liking of that Ronaldo picture had anything to do with his position in the team on on last what was it? Monday, Monday night it was, wasn't it? I, I yeah. think was it was it on the Arsenal lounge that they said it or was it one of the podcasts I've seen. I know the, the boys last... were talking about it. Mo was talking about it. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think that's the case, but mm. I do think it's a bad look. Look, Oba's been poor in front of goal more or less all season, except for against West Brom's kids. You know, he needs to take him time out of the side. But then Lacazette looks his first start up front and supposedly I only saw like the last what, 10 minutes of the game and he was apparently dropping, as you mentioned, you know, mm. more touches in right back. So that's not really being a good centre forward. That's being a busybody for want of a better word. Well, I, th- so, I mean, yeah, we, Arteta was interviewed before the game and he was asked about the decision. He was like, well, Arteta's, sorry, Aubameyang gives you kind of more in the box and he's a finisher or is Lacazette's more of your link-up player. But, you can have strikers that are good at link up. Olivier Giroud was good at link up, but he didn't, you know, he didn't, he wasn't at the end of the field. Uh, and so he wasn't in his own half. Speaking of bringing players back and spot of bringing members back, it's Chris. How are you doing, Chris? Hey. Are you well, mate? Are you good? No. I'm good. How are you, Tom? Very good. It's been a long time. You're looking well, mate. How have you been? Good. I've been well. Moved into a new place, as you can see from the background. Things have been good. Lovely stuff, mate. Where, where's your head at in regards to kind of Saturday? Is it win or bin for Arteta? I, I realistically, I don't think KSC will make that decision swiftly enough. So I don't think it's win or bin yet for him. For you, is it win or bin? Or has it already been for you? It's I've been at the same place as you, Tom. I've been there since the end of last season. And I don't think he's made enough progression since then to warrant actually being uh, manager of Arsenal still. Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Let's uh, let's go on to the uh, the lineups. I think we're going to start with Lewis. Uh, talk us through your team and uh, do it as slow as you like because I'm just about to build Chris's. <laughs> so go for it, mate. <laughs> so I think the back four or the back five kind of I really think kind of picks itself. I think Tinney is our best left back, um, and we need to get him playing. Um, what I said before about experience letting the side down. You could maybe make an argument for Shaka coming in there uh, to give him some minutes, but it's the same kind of Shaka Tatini ode again. So um, I think Maitland-Niles and Lekonga play together once or twice and look very good. Maitland-Niles immensely disciplined, very athletic, can cover ground. Lekonga can be more expansive. And I don't think if we're t- saying the comp take out part, um, uh, Ober for consistently being underperforming. I think you've got to have that conversation about uh, um, Partey as well. Erdegaard, really like Erdegaard. He's obviously chipping in with, you know, uh, goals and assists these days. Um, So 
that's why we bought that that guy to be our main creator. Um, Saka, number one, right right wing. Um, I've gone with Tavares as left wing because just kind of what we sort of said before, do you go with, I, I, I'm going on the basis that I don't think a Mill Smith Rowe is going to play because I still think he might be unfit, whether he mm. starts on the bench or whatever. So who'd you pick? Do you go over left wing and Lacazette up top? No. Do you go over up front and Martinelli left wing? Mm, over shouldn't be playing. Mm, no. And then I thought to myself, Tavares is really good at cutting inside with that right foot. I mean, you know he's going to be shooting whether he's at left back or right back, and he's probably going to shoot from the bench himself anyway if he gets half a chance. Mm. Um, so why not play him and see if you can develop some form of partnership with Tierney? Not as a long-term situation, but like I said last time I was on, I'd be curious to see how the two of them play in a back five together. And I think he's got the technical capability and the unpredicting uh, nature to play left wing and have the more traditional structured attacking uh, Tierney doing the overlapping. I think Martinelli has to be our striker. Uh, He's the only one who looks sharp in terms of his movement. And whilst, from what I gather, he wasn't as effective against Everton, I think if you put him at, at the top of our attack, and allow him to try and press, and with Erdegaard helping him to press, I think this young, fearless team could get the result that we need. And then those that look maybe a little bit raw, you may be swap out mm. for the experience, but experience doesn't get you a buy into this squad, not after two defeats on the spin. Uh, Melly's asking who your captain would be in this group. It's got to be Kieran Tierney, hasn't it? It's got to be Kieran Tierney. Although I'm tempted by Odegaard. I am tempted yeah. by Odegaard. Gabriel as well, I, I like. And Ramsdale, as arguably, uh, as no, Ben White, I think he's, he's got the capabilities of being a leader. I mean, Martinelli leads from the front. <laughs> Give him the armband, he'll run for days. So uh, arguably him as well. Let's, uh, let's move on to, I think, Dan's team. Talk me through this one, mate. I'm loving that you've taken inspiration from some of my previous lineups with this. Go for it, son. I think again the back five speaks for themselves speaks for themselves. And I think that's really good this season is that we have been mm. consistent. I think last season it was kept we kept changing it with holding Mary and Louise. It kind of kept changing, but we've kept to the same back five. Okay, maybe Tierney or Tavares, but that back five, enough said. Defensive midfield. I was very, very tempted to play El Nenny because I think he Oh, I think for the United game. <laughs> the comedy factor. Well, no, I, I think for the United game, the one who let us down was Thomas Partey. I don't think yeah. Elneny had a bad... No, he didn't. He was fine. ...had a bad game. I, I, I think he was a, a classic kind of six out of ten, which is what he normally gives every game. You won't really see above that. You won't see below. But I think he's kind of that solid, and he does... I'm kind of going back on my word now, but he does give that experience a bit. But I didn't go with him. I went for Maitland-Niles and Lakonga because they played well together in the few games that they've had together. I think that Watford game. Uh, we need to also probably get used to that come January. Mm. Maybe Xhaka will be there, but I just... Uh, this is the kind of game that I can really see. Arteta starting Xhaka and Xhaka getting sent off after 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, it's the kind of game I can see see happen, but that's why I'm not going for Xhaka. And right. then Smith Rowe, if he is playing, obviously I want him there. Odegaard, Saka, yeah. If, if Smith Rowe's not there, I'd just change him with Martinelli. 
Uh, and then up front, yeah, I've gone for Balogun. I think he's been on blistering form for the unders, under 23s, and he's clinical. And why not? But I know it's not going to happen, but I just thought, <laughs> I just thought well, why that's not? That's where I've been at over the last few weeks. Chris, mate, talk us through your 11, fella. Now that I've seen Lewis's and Dan's lineup, my, my suggestions doesn't, don't seem that radical. So <laughs> I pretty much have the same lineup as Dan, I think, other than Martinelli and for Balogun. Mm, yeah. So looking through, I think there's a lot of senior players in Partey and Jaka, Aubameyang, Lacazette that haven't been playing well lately. So it was around Boxing Day last year when Arteta went with a full youth movement and that got us that win over Chelsea. So hoping that he'll do something similar. But knowing Arteta, he's probably going to go with the same conservative lineup and put Partey and Jaka in that pivot and Aubameyang or Lacazette up top. Um, I think having Smith throw back will make a big difference just because we're, we're missing a play driver last game. I felt like that link Odegaard had with uh, the two wingers wasn't quite there. Martinelli's great, and I love that he his energy and the way he can run and attack at opposing defenses, but I, I still want to test him up top to see if he'll give us something a bit different. I know earlier in the season when he did play up top, he, he didn't have his best performances at that striker position, but... I do think we need to try something different and we're running out of options up top. The other option I know people don't like it is Pepe up top, but if there was a way for Arteta to adapt his tactics into a more counter-attacking side, there is the potential that you could play Pepe up top. And if you give him space to run into, there's a chance that um, potentially we could do something a bit different and actually surprise our opponents for once. There you go. Just to round things off, if you thought they were radical. <laughs> um, Tierney and Tavares, uh, you know, it's tricky to choose between them sometimes. And uh, this this lineup was spawned a bit from my conversation with Harry. Someone asked the question uh, in the chat box during the show, what does Arteta need to do as kind of a primary in the next game? And I think I said something along the lines of just bring back the the solidity and bring back the stability to the defence because we've conceded nine goals in the last four games. Um, and I think that there's the option to go to this formation. It's arguably been Arteta's most successful formation. It's the formation that won us the FA Cup under Arteta. I think it really unlocks the left flank. And I think that now we have the personnel to, to play this system a lot more. Now, the big standout is probably Granit Xhaka in there amongst, obviously, you guys. None of you have gone for keeping him in. The only way that... the only There's a couple of reasons why I've got him in. One is because the left flank is so key to this team. And he gets the most out of the left flank. His passing to our left flank is, is excellent. It's consistent. It plays him behind. It really works with Tierney. And I imagine that his link-up play with Tavares and Martinelli on the left would be really, really solid. Laconga as well has shown to be good on the left, but I feel like his passing on the right-hand side would also help out with those. Tomiyasu has improved immensely going forward since signing for us. It was always the big question about him when he signed is, can he do the work in the offensive end of the field? Is he going to be too disciplined, too defensive? But actually, he has improved. That assist against Newcastle for Martinelli is a big example of that. The crosses he started to put into the box are definitely improving as well. So I am comfortable playing him in, in a wing-back position. I like Dan go with Balogun. Our strikers are out of form. No one can score. We have got a kid who can score, and his name's following Balogun. So why not throw him into the team? If he's given a chance, I would back this kid to score over plenty of the other options that we've got. Um, but beyond that, I don't think there's too much about this. Um, in regards to 
Smith Rowe's absence. I went on that based on the kind of the issues around whether we know he's fit or not. It's it's almost impossible. If, if I know that a couple of lads put him in, which is fine, but we don't know whether he's going to be fit, which is also an issue. He's still said to be a doubt uh, ahead of the game. Uh, let's see how some of the chat box reacted to our lineups. Uh, Social says, wouldn't want Martinelli up top for me. Arsenal Gray says, uh, Saka and Smith Rowe need to be playing closer together. Uh, Byron says, I hope Arteta keeps Aubameyang and Lacazette out of the team for this coming game. John says, I'm good with Chris's team as well. Simon says, I'm down with Dan's team. I'm going to scroll up to where Lewis was talking, where Harvey says, I like that one. So uh, there's support for everybody's lineups in the chat box this afternoon. We finished the show, as always, with predictions. So chat box, if you could start throwing those predictions for the game on Saturday into the chat. We're going to start with Chris who I know is not only going to give us a prediction, but kind of an update on his feelings around the manager. Great. Thanks, Tom. Uh, my prediction is going to be a 1-1 draw, just because knowing Arsenal, if we go up by one goal, we're probably going to go... the shake of Dan's head when you said that. Just... <laughs> uh, knowing that if we go up a goal, we're going to go into a defensive low block and inevitably concede and lose control of the game and struggle to get back into it. Um, seems to be a continuous trend under Arteta over the past little while, and I don't see anything changing yet. Um, he, he kind of talks to the media about being a fully expansive attacking side, but we have yet to see that throughout his entire career. I think it's been almost two years now that he hasn't been able to coach an offense. We have a half an identity where we're able to play out from the back and be defensively organized, but as soon as we get to that halfway line, the players look very disjointed and lost. Uh, and there's no plan for attack. Uh, typically, when we get into that final third in advanced areas, the Arteta's instructions has been clearly to play the ball backwards in favor of safe ball retention um, and to not make that risky pass into those advanced final third areas. I, I think I like Rahul's comment there. T Arteta's more Mourinho than Pep. I actually think he's more David Moyes than he is uh, Pep. I mean, David Moyes is doing pretty darn well at the moment, to be fair. It's, it's, it, it is a matter of Arteta actually leaning into the David Moyes philosophy of conceding ball possession and playing very direct, precise, counter-attacking football when he has the chance to. Um, but beyond that, if, if Arteta continues in his current way, you often see it, whether it's Lacazette, Aubameyang, uh, Tierney, Saka, as soon as they get to that final third around the opponent's uh, penalty box, there's immediate pass back. And once that pass is made back to that central pivot area, the defense is allowed to able to reset itself and they get into position and we really struggle to break them down after that. So for me, just Arteta's inability over two years to really coach that offense and the underlying stats of not creating enough expected goals or creating chances in general, it, it really hampers his uh, ability to kind of move this team and progress this team forward when you look at the attacking potential that we have and the young talent in the squad. So for me, like if I'm kind of beyond the fence with Arteta and I, I do think his time is coming up, even our defensive record lately, I think we're on pace to concede well over 50 goals and score less than 40. So if you look at those metrics, if it's to mm. continue, that it could be mm. a very difficult and tough season ahead. I mean, there's no could. It will be a very, very difficult season if they are how the game moves forward for us. Lewis, prediction and final thoughts, mate. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 Arsenal. I think it's going to be really, really low-quality game. But I think <laughs> it's we'll going to find... be itty is the word, I think. <laughs> it's going to be 
I would like to say um, how I really think the game is going to be, but I uh, don't want you to get be uh, demonetized for this video, Tom. But it's going to be pretty urgent, <laughs> to be fair. And but I think we'll get a win, and I think this whole start it, it reminds me so much of the Norwich game coming off the back of them three defeats. Uh, I was at that game, and I'm going on Saturday, and I think it's just going to be the same thing: a team low on confidence, a team lacking in real cutting edge quality. Um, Arsenal will have just about enough and we try and build a new run from uh, from the ashes. <laughs> oh, don't bring up the ashes. Go on. Oh, it's God, I'm talking about a slip there. My word. I'm all like Phoenix rising yeah, from Jesus. the ashes. Blasphemy no, right now. It's not going oh, well. Those are cricket fans are going to have no idea what I'm about. Um, Dan, uh, prediction and final thoughts, mate? I'm going to be slightly optimistic. I'm going to go for 3-2. Quite a, <laughs> quite, uh, quite a high-scoring game. I, I think I've just got Aaron Ramsdale in my fantasy, so I think a Ramsdale hat-trick would be quite nice. Um, <laughs> no, it, it'll see two goals. <laughs> well, and then yeah. I think Xhaka will get his sending off and then we'll concede two late on. But to be honest, does it does it matter if we're going to come out in that 93 kit, Chris? <laughs> Don't know yet. Tom, have you actually seen enough of Southampton this year? Because I haven't, but knowing um, Hassan Hoodle and the way he plays, he's from yeah. that Rangnick tree. So the mm. gig and pressing and fast, direct vertical football, I feel like that's going to hurt us. Southampton are a very different side without Danny Ings this season. Uh, they don't really have a focal point. Uh, they've been using Adam Armstrong quite a lot. Che Adams hasn't been playing too much. Um and it's really not been the same for them. They're actually one of the few teams that I've been watching more of. I mean, I couldn't comment on, on Aston Villa the earlier on the, in the day. But yeah, Southampton are a weird one. They're unpredictable because, I mean, I watched the game against Leicester um, and they were in the game. It's like, again, and I know Leicester haven't been very good this season, but Southampton looked like they could get more than, than they actually ended up getting in, in that game. And I know, I think there was, a, I think there might have been a red card in that game. Or, but uh, Jamie Vardy missed an absolute sitter. Uh, and I feel like Southampton, one of those teams where they create a lot, a little bit like Brighton, but they just don't really have that player. Uh, they don't have an Ings anymore to finish those chances. So I expect them to come to the Emirates and to, to create and to make some chances. It's just going to be about whether or not they take them, but it's going to be a tricky one. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box in regards to your predictions. Uh, Omar says, 2-1 Arsenal. Last time I'm predicting a win this season, because every time I do, we seem to lose. Um, Jared says, 2-1 Arsenal. Hugh says, 2-0 Arsenal. Byron says, 1-0 to the Arsenal. Rahul says, 1-0. Uh, Granny uh, says 2-0 to the Arsenal. SK says 3-1 Arsenal. Vinny says 2-0 Xhaka for Dan and Gabriel Martinelli. Or could be Gabby McElish. We don't know which Gabby it could be. Tulip says 3-0 Arsenal win. Uh, Social says 1-0 loss for the Arsenal. Yo-Yo saying 1-0 Arsenal. Uh, I love that the fact that it's just all low scores. It's all low, low scores because we know how this game is going to play out. Harvey says 1-1. Uh, and uh, Shivrav, Shiv just, just to annoy me, puts a 4-0 scoreline in just to completely ruin my theory. Uh, Vicky says 2-0. Terry says 1-0. ADT says 1-0. Um, and Sam says we need a clean sheet 2-0 Arsenal. I'm going to go... Well, yeah, I, I, just, I just can't look past... Uh, I feel like Southampton will score. I, I just feel like... I, I agree with Chris. I reckon we'll probably get an early goal and we will panic because that's what we do. And I reckon we'll go 1-1 and then we may nick a goal late on when we actually wake up because Southampton end up scoring. So I'm going to go with a 2-1 Arsenal 
It's I don't expect it to be enjoyable. I'm working the game, which is always going to be uh, an absolute pain. I remember thinking about that all those years that I did the channel, going, "Oh, I'd love to work games and write on the games." I can tell you, when it's bad, it is bad. It's really painful having to write the games when they're going on. But uh, it's uh, yeah. Chris, do you want to jump in? I was just going to say, I think if Arteta, so one thing that Klopp did against us in the Liverpool game that really sliced us open was it was that inside outside pass. So it was either uh, the fullback into the Fabinho who sent it into the channel, or it was Fabinho over to Robertson or Trent Alexander Arnold on the outside and then over the top into the channel. So if Che Adams is playing and Nathan Redmond are playing, I'd kind of look out for that pass if um, Hassan Hoodle is going to do yeah. something different. And it's creating that separation of space between the fullback and the center back. And that's often when we get very exposed. But it's nice to know if Southampton isn't able to finish, then those chances that they create might not be going in. Uh, John Mavrudis in the chat saying his prediction's not being taken seriously. So I didn't see a scoreline, John, so I missed this. Uh, but prediction, somebody will do something stupid on the pitch and there'll be much post-match rending of garments and gnashing of teeth, which I love as a prediction. I'm sorry I missed it because it's probably the best one. Uh, Omar, I'm not stealing your prediction, mate. You're the one who always asked me to bring mine up and uh, I feel like it's a fail. Who are your, so, who are your scorers? Um... We'll score, Erdogan will score his third goal in three games to mug off all the haters, uh, <laughs> for the Erdogan haters. And uh, I think, you know, who's going to score for Southampton? Uh, is Theo Walcott fit still? I reckon like he'll come on and <laughs> score. Um, and who's going to get a late corner? Uh, Gabriel probably from a corner, um, just, you know, jumping up at the end. With that, uh, we'll wrap things up. Uh, thank you to my panel. Chatbox, if you could show some love to the guys. They've been fantastic, as they always are. Dan, thank you so much, mate. Tell people where they can find you. Cheers. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, you can find me in the Discord server. Um, I say I'm always on there. I haven't been recently too much. but If you, if you like arguing, Dan's your man. He'll, he'll yeah, debate you on anything. <laughs> yeah, hit me up. Sure, go for it. Uh, but yeah, on Instagram as well. There you go absolutely no some really good debates going on in the chat i was scrolling through the feeds uh there was uh, chris i think you entered the the the, the discord yeah was it yesterday and immediately got, got into an argument within seconds well, it's not an argument a debate it's, it's not an argument but you know what i mean i love that i was like chris he's just like he never left so chris welcome back mate and glad you're on the show and tell people where they can find you you can find me in an igloo in the white north of canada it's <laughs> typically where I've been for the last little while. So if you're willing to get cold, and... <laughs> you can find me on the Discord. I also write for uh, Canadian football, the national team here and there. So nice. you can find me at Waking the Red if you're interested in learning more about the rise of Canadian football in the country. And it is on the rise. I mean, I talk, I've talked about this a number of times about the kind of the, the creation of the CSL and uh, how things are improving. And uh, you're seeing some really good talents come out of the country. Uh, absolutely. Theo Corbin is doing very good online at Sheffield Wednesday, scoring a couple of goals recently too, which is great to see. Uh, and of course, you've got the big hitters like Davies and Jonathan David too. So looking forward to seeing uh, the, the World Cup Canada, North American World Cup soon. So that's going to be... Uh, an interesting one to see where they rank. Go on, Chris. Steven Eustaquio is a name to watch if uh, you're looking for a midfield talent. Very well, not well known in Portugal, but he's been incredible for Canada. I, th I think he's ready for a big move to a bigger Lovely club. Stuff. Better than Jaka? Much better than Jaka. <laughs> Let's do it. Sign him up. Sign him up. 
Cheap too. Lewis, <laughs> thanks so much, mate, for coming on. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, yeah, find me in the Discord and you can find me on Twitter at the Ilford Pele. Lovely stuff. Thank you, lads, as always. Uh, John, you get into the Discord server. You have to be either a TGT expert member or a TGT ambassador. The link is in the community tab. Um, so I can't show you the community tab because then it would show everyone the link, obviously. But uh, if you just go onto the YouTube homepage, at the top of your page, you've got home videos and playlists and then the one after that i think is community so if you click on that tab uh, the link will be in there for the discord if it doesn't work send me a dm over on instagram or on twitter and i'll send in the uh, the new one i'll put the new one in because it, it goes out of date basically so just let me know but thanks uh, thanks for always coming on guys really appreciate your time and uh, and chat box you've been an absolute pleasure to join as well as always i'll be back tomorrow morning 8 a.m for your next show and then the youth show which i promised would be this evening but i'm about to push it back um will be tomorrow evening uh, and i'll also be having a chat with james from AFTV tomorrow as well uh, and getting some of his thoughts about the managerial situation to have a fantastic day enjoy your evening and as always up the arsenal it's the 90 plus minute all your mates around and you've got a mcnuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection order now on the mcdonald's app for your mcdelivery you in at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.